You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We are another day closer and closer to training camps in the NFL opening up next week, and we still have our crummy baseball teams to discuss. Got a lot to talk about tonight. Pumped the beyond. Excited to talk New York sports with you. The number to call, 800-919-3776. That's 800-919-ESPN. Big guest joining us, if you heard the end of Ty's show, Nick Mangold. Going to be coming on the program tonight at 7.30. Nick Mangold, one of my favorite Jets as a diehard Jets fan and a member now of their Ring of Honor. He was on Hard Knocks in 2010 when the Jets last did the show. He knows your thing or two about what that's like. He also took snaps from Brett Favre. So we'll talk about Brett Favre versus Aaron Rodgers with Nick Mangold. He's got a great perspective on everything Jets, and he's going to be coming on with us at 7.30 tonight. A lot to get into. But we're going to start with the New York Yankees, who play again tonight against the Rockies. And if you looked at the pitcher that is starting for Colorado tonight, you might notice that his ERA is 6.65. Connor Seabold is the guy's name. So I'm predicting Connor Seabold to go out there and probably throw eight scoreless innings with 14 Ks against the Yankees, because that is seemingly what this team does all the time throughout this season. And that's where I want to start, because to me, it's not just this season. That is my frustration when I look at this Yankees team that lost again last night to the Rockies, you're thinking, oh, they're up 2 nothing. John Carlos Stanton, the huge home run. Sean Casey, the MVP, the new hitting coach. And then from there, they do nothing else on offense. I'm not going to kill Carlos Rodon, who last night in his second start as a Yankee gives up four runs over five. But, man, this team right now, they stink. I don't know how else to say it. The, the Yankees have lost five of six. And the frustration I think Yankee fans have is you keep hearing from Aaron Boone or Brian Cashman that, you know, this is a, a championship caliber team and these guys are too good to not hit. I, I, I ask this question, are they? Are they too good to not hit? Because this is no longer just a small sample size. I went and looked. The Yankees in their last 162 games are 84 and 78. Once again. Over their last 162 games, this is a baseball team that is slightly above 500. And why do I use the, the last 162? Because last year they got off to that historic start. Aaron Judge is carrying this team. Matt Carpenter is incredible. You're getting career years from so many guys in that lineup. Before DJ LeMay, you hurt his toe. He was having a resurgent season. And then it all fell apart in the second half. All of it. You know, they are lucky to hang on to the division. Remember the division with the Rays? It got down to like three games. They were lucky to hold on. So they win the AL East. They win 99 games. Great, they beat a Guardians team that's not very good in five. Nearly lost to them. And then they get swept by the Astros. Which has happened a lot as far as losing to the Astros as every Yankee fan listening knows exactly what I'm talking about. So when I hear from Aaron Boone and Brian Cashman that this team is a championship operation, they're too good to be this bad. I mean, this is kind of what they are. They've been a slightly above average team over the last 162. And the only reason why they are six games over 500 this year is because, for the most part, their bullpen has been very good and their starting staff, led by Garrett Cole, has kept them in a lot of games. But they can't hit. All right? These are the numbers for the Yankees' offense over their last 151 games. 17th in run scored, 26th in average, 26th in on base. And the general manager, who seemingly has a job for life, got a four-year extension this past offseason. Do they make the playoffs seemingly every year? Yes, but you know what? Right now the Yankees are in last place. I don't know if they're making the playoffs because so much of their team is Aaron Judge. 
And it's great that he's taking batting practice last night in Colorado, but I don't know when he's coming back. You know, this is the first time the New York Yankees have been tied for last place this late in the season since 1992. They have not been in sole possession of last place this late in the season since 1990. In 92, they were tied. 1990, they were actually in sole possession of last place. And I know Hal Steinbrenner went on the Michael K show about two weeks ago, and he was wondering why Yankee fans are upset. Well, I wonder if he's still wondering that. Because as a Yankee fan, I am upset. But I'm also you know, starting to get to a point where it's like, why should I care if they don't? Because they ran back the same exact team from a year ago without a left fielder. They went into the season without a left fielder. It was the same offense minus Andrew Benintendi, who they left they let sign with the White Sox this offseason. They had no left fielder. And then you look at the lineup tonight, and it's like, I mean, it's a joke. Look at the middle of the Yankee lineup tonight for this game against the Colorado Rockies, who they should beat anyway, but that's not a guarantee after last night. Here's the middle of the lineup. Giancarlo Stanton, who's hitting 211. Anthony Rizzo, who's not hit a home run since the Clinton administration. Josh Donaldson, who's hitting 147, is batting cleanup. And DJ LeMahieu is hitting 224, batting fifth. That's the middle of the order. For a team with a $290 million payroll, I understand that Aaron Judge is out. But he can't be the whole team, and you just crater like this. I mean, it's unfreaking believable And then, you know, you have the, the Met fans who come out and say, oh, you know, the Yankee fan can't complain because they make the playoffs all the time. That's not true. We have every right to complain. We're sold every year by this organization that it's championship or bust. Well, they have not won a World Series since 2009. Haven't even sniffed a World Series appearance since 2009. So I think every Yankee fan has a right to be frustrated because it's the same thing over and over again. At least in the past, they would hit their way to the playoffs. I don't even know if they could do that this year, given the limitations with this lineup. And let's call for what it is. If they didn't have Aaron Judge go out there and have one of the greatest seasons in the history of the game last year, they don't win the division. They maybe missed the playoffs last year. They probably would have been one of the wild cards, but we don't know that. I mean, that's how good Aaron Judge was last year. And you're seeing with him not being on this team this year, or certainly the last month because of the injuries, they cannot hit. They scored two runs last night against a pitcher in Colorado who had a six ERA. You know, they lost two out of three to the Cubs. This team's lost five of six. They are not as good as the perception the Yankee front office thinks they are. There's just no way. There is just no way. And I don't want to hear, well, Judge is hurt. Of course, that's a big part of this. But when your entire offense is predicated on one player, what does that say about the, the construction of this roster? And once again, the general manager got a four-year extension, and the owner two weeks ago wants to know why Yankee fans have been upset. I mean, no one is expecting this team to have the best record in baseball every year. But I think a Yankee fan expects this team, with the resources poured into it and the cost to go to games and the investment you make as a fan, to have a better team than a team that is sitting here in last place on July 15th. And I get it. They're still alive for a wild card. Cool. Cool. You're the New York Yankees. The, the, the hope is, oh, we're, well, you know, Jake, we're still alive for a wild card. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here? I, I mean, the, the Yankees brought back the same team from last year, minus a left fielder, and it's somehow shocking to them that 
Josh Donaldson still still is terrible. Like, what are we doing? Once again, over the last 162 games, the New York Yankees have a record of 84 and 78. That is slightly above 500. And that is why Yankee fans are frustrated. And they can't even beat the Colorado Rockies last night. And now tonight, you need Clark Schmidt to go out there and give you a solid start. Because you have to start winning some of these games, man. This is supposed to be the soft spot on the Yankee schedule here. You know, the Mets who can't hit anyway, you know, at least you're playing the Dodgers. You're playing one of the best teams of the game. The Yankees are playing the Rockies here. They got to win these games. They got to win this series. And let's call it for what it is. If the Yankees win the next two games here, tonight and tomorrow with Cole going, they're back. You feel great about them again? If you're a Yankee fan? No. Or you win a series against the Angels who can't even win when Shohei Otani's on the mound last night? We're going to feel great about the Yankees if they take care of the Anaheim Angels? No. This team is deeply flawed. And even with some trade deadline moves, I'm not convinced they're this great team that's then going to be able to go out there and go on a run. The only thing the Yankees have going for them is I don't believe there is this dominant team in the American League this year. I know the Rays have a a great record, but they have not been great since that historic start. I don't love the Orioles. Even the Astros have had their issues this year. Injuries, poor performance from guys they were relying on. The Rangers, uh, do we buy them? So, yes, the AL is not great, but does anyone right now think this is a Yankees team? That's a legitimate contender like they try to sell you on seemingly all the time. Brian Cashman is a championship operation. He had the audacity a couple of years ago to tell Michael Kay and Don LaGreca that, you know, it's about championships, not championship. Well, can you win one championship first, Brian? It's been a while. You know, 2009 is a long time ago already. I, I mean, this last night, it's more of the same. And Hal Steinbrenner wants to know if why Yankee fans are upset. I wonder if he... Maybe he has realized why we're upset. 800-919-3776 if you want in. 800-919-3776 is our number. Jake Asman with you till 10 p.m. Excited to be on 98.7 tonight. We're starting with some Yankees. We'll get into the Mets as well, who will look to have more than one hit tonight against the L.A. Dodgers. Kode Senga will be on the mound tonight for the Mets at City Field. So we'll talk more about that. But I want to hear from you. We're starting with some baseball here. The state of the Yankees and the fact that over their last 162 games. This team has been slightly above 500. Your call's coming up. Let's start it off with some Yankee talk. 800-919-ESPN is the number. Jake Asman with you till 10 p.m. Jets legend Nick Mangle joins the show at 7.30. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Asman with you. You can find me on Twitter at Jake Asman, A-S-M-A-N. Follow me there. Tweet me your thoughts as we open with the Yankees who look to even up their series against the Colorado Rockies tonight in Colorado. And once again, you hear that from Aaron Boone, yet he still chooses to bat Josh Donaldson cleanup tonight despite the fact he's hitting 147. 147. This is a Yankee team. I know batting average doesn't mean anything to the analytic nerds out there, but they are 28th out of 30 major league teams in batting average. At least in the past, the Yankees have been hit home runs. They don't even do that anymore. Once again, Anthony Rizzo, when was the last time he hit a home run? He's batting third. You know, it's nice to see Stanton do something last night. Where's that been the last two months when he plays? And once again, the owner wants to know why Yankee fans are mad. Uh, gee, I wonder why. I wonder why, Hal. 
Let's go to the phones right now. 800-919-ESPN is the number. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Chris in New Jersey. Chris, you're first up tonight. What's going on? How are you? Hey, Jake. It's good to hear from you, my man. How you been doing over there? Good? Chris, I'm fantastic. What do you got for us? I just want to, well, first of all, I want to say it's much more positive of a day to have you on the radio this time as compared to last time when you were on here when we were all miserable as Jets fans. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I, I remember it well, it yes. I, I still have these scars uh, on my body from watching that one. <laughs> I think we all do. But, yeah, man, just a couple quick things about the Yanks and Jets real quick. Yeah, regarding the Yankees, I don't know if you get this vibe from them, but I do with Hal, with Cashman, and I don't know if you heard the Ben Ruda interview today with Anita Marks, but the Yankees think that they're better than everybody, and they think they're smarter than everybody, too. It's the vibe I get from them, the gall that they have. I mean, that interview today blew my mind when – Ben said they hired, like, an analytics person from NASA or somebody to help with the, the hitting instructions for the minor leagues. I mean, who, who do they think they are? The roster is so poorly constructed, constructed in so many ways. They're getting nothing from the catcher position. you got Donaldson batting 140. You, you're getting nothing from Rizzo. I mean, we look at how many starting pitchers have, have gotten hurt recently. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, and the fact that Brian Cashman – takes almost no accountability to it or doesn't own up to anything, it's mind-blowing. And, and how, like you said, has the guts to say or the gall to say, you know, well, why are the fans, you know, complaining and it's only June? I mean, it's toned down. There's no other way around it. It's toned down. Chris, great point. You got a jet point you wanted to make? Yeah, well, I was just going to point real quick. Uh, pump for this season. Cannot wait to get to training camp. You coming up here for a couple games this year? That's the hope. That is the plan. I, I, <laughs> I, can't, wait. I can't wait. It's uh, nice as a Jeff fan to have some hope and optimism. Absolutely. We had a blast at the, uh, the, at the tailgate and the game in the rain last year. I think yeah, it was the Bears game. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, man, you got to come up here for, uh, for Jets Giants this year. It'll be, it should be a good time. I'll definitely be at a couple games. But, yeah, man, it's, it's great to hear you on ESPN. Uh, radio again in New York. Uh, I'm sure we'll be talking on Twitter again soon, but I appreciate you taking my call, man. Chris, good job, man. Thanks for the call. Yeah, your first point on the Yankees and their arrogance is spot on. Oh, okay, a couple years ago, remember the Yankees lose that one-game playoff to the Boston Red Sox, and Aaron Boone after the game says, well, you know, the league's caught up to us. Uh, the, the league's caught up to you? What have you won? What <laughs> the, the, the league's caught up to the Yankees. Did I miss something? Uh, I, I recall the Houston Astros winning in 2017, the Red Sox winning in 2018, the Astros going back to the World Series in 19, Nationals won that year. I, I mean, 2020 was a facocta season, whatever, but 2021, you lose in the wild card round of the Red Sox, and the, you, you, you're saying after that game, the league has caught up to us. So there is something to that kind of Yankee arrogance that, you know, this is the Yankees, and we're always going to be good because we're the Yankees. It's like you have not won in a very long time. And, yes, I think Brian Cashman has done a good job overall in his time as a GM. If you go back from 98 to now, they've never had a losing year. They've made the playoffs. But my question is this. Does a guy have a job forever? At some point, do you need to try something different? And it's frustrating when you're a Yankee fan and you get swept by the Astros and then you see the general manager get rewarded with a four-year contract extension. And I'm not the biggest anti-Cashman guy. I think he at times deserves credit for some moves. But, I mean, you can't sit here and tell me that this is a championship operation when you entered this year without a left fielder. When you brought back the same exact team that was lucky to make the playoffs last year. If Aaron Judge did not have, once again, one of the great seasons that we have seen in the modern era, they would have probably missed the playoffs or been the third wild card team. And rather than make changes or get ahead of 
some things, make some tweaks, adjustments, what have you, that brought back the same team. And yes, Carlos Rodon has barely pitched, and that was a big move they made, but the pitching's not been a big problem this year overall, even with Nestor Cortez getting hurt and showing some regression. You know, even with Luis Severino being very bad for the most part. Like, the bullpen and the pitching is the only reason why the Yankees are six games over 500 right now. I mean, the, the, the starting rotation and the bullpen has kept them in more games than not. They can't hit. You know, they, they scored two runs last night against a Rockies team that is in last place that started a pitcher with an ERA in the, in the sixes. And tonight's the same thing, and they're probably not going to score again. Because I have no faith when I see the lineup and Josh Donaldson's patting fifth hitting 147. And this is a team with a $290 million payroll. It's frustrating. 800-919-ESPN is the number. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Lonnie in Harlem. Lonnie, you're on the Jake Asman Show here on 98.7 ESPN. What do you got? First name Jake, last name Asman. How you doing, sir? What's up, Lonnie? What's going on? Shout out to the company, first of all. And uh, also, Boone said the league has passed us by, not catching up to us or, you know what I mean? He basically told Hal and Cashman, like, yo, what are we doing here? The league has passed us by. So I wish, you know, you said earlier, just not not too long ago, that, that they're catching up to us. No, he said they passed us by. And that's very unfortunate because, like, like like you said, and uh, I think Chris, the last caller, it's arrogant, clearly. The Yankees, and, and the fact that Hale said we overlooked the Orioles, who, who are we to be overlooking any team? Like, I don't understand that. The Yankees haven't done nothing, to, as far as I'm concerned. As I was telling this to Chantel when she was screaming on my call, to, to, to be honest with you, I haven't been excited for this team since 2017, to be honest with you. Like, that's the last time, like, I really felt something through my bones for the team. Like, now it's just like, eh, okay, another 162. Here we go. Where are we going to end up now? Let's hope we don't run into Houston because we all know how that's, that's going to turn out. And then it's like we barely got back past Cleveland. I mean, what are we doing? So, once again, like Boone said, I understand a lot of people get on Boone because of the moves he makes, you know, like taking her mind out when he only has 74 pitches and stuff like that and talking about, oh, we want him to uh, have a, uh, go into the, the break fresh. You got a whole week off. Come on. So, it's little things like that, but once again, how do we know that Boone is making these decisions? Sometimes I do, when people call Boone a puppet, I'll be like, yeah, you might be right. Because it's the analytics telling him to do that. It's the people upstairs and Cashman telling him to do that. So a lot of things I don't I don't feel we can blame Boone on. Cashman picks the players. Boone puts the lineups out there that he can that he feels is best. Hal and Cashman pick the players. And like I said, like you just said, it's, it's hard to get excited for this team. What are, what are we getting excited for? Like I said, it's just another 162 games that we about to just sit here and have to go through each app or regular TV to find. I mean, it, it, little things like that, too, is another problem. And then, like me, I was at the game on Sunday. And like I was telling Mr. Chantel, and the last time I called, I think I was talking to, uh, I think, Gordon. You know, I had kids in my section cursing out of frustration because you got Glaber Torres arrowing. And then you got, like I said, you take Herman out when he's basically pitching the gym. And we was up. As soon as he came out the game, boom, it was over. Yeah. So it was well, little things like that. It's just like, what are we getting excited for to just see crap? 
But hey, look, listen, Jake. Hope you do. I'm, I'm sure you do great today. I'm listening. The company's listening, and uh, uh, yeah, man, uh, keep it, keep it going. And like I said, it's just what are we getting excited for as a Yankees fan? To be honest with you. Yeah, Lonnie, great call, and uh, yeah, shout out to the company, baby. I've been following the company for years. I've seen it all over Twitter and whatnot. Uh, I know the company started some controversy with Don LaGreca, but I've been told by Don that things have been smoothed over. So there you go. Shout out to the company. But you're right, Lonnie. You're right. What is there to be excited about with this team right now? I, As a Yankee fan, I enjoy when Garrett Cole pitches. He's awesome. He's lived up to his contract and then some. He never is hurt. He takes the ball. He gives you a great start. He started the, the All-Star game. He's been great. Aaron Judge is one of the greatest players I've ever watched in any sport when he's out there. They need him. I mean, he's he has been the entire offense for a calendar year now, and the numbers back that up. But other than that, like who who are you excited to watch on this team? It's an old team. It's a slow team. They don't have any young superstars. It's the same team from last year that got swept by the Astros. They just they're not good enough right now. And and even with a bunch of moves at the trade deadline, I, I don't have a ton of confidence in some of these guys magically starting to hit. It's it's a real problem. They're lucky they're in the American League. They're lucky there's three wild cards. So yeah, you you know, you get in, you have a chance to go on a run, but still. You're not sitting here looking at this Yankee team feeling great about their chances. And in 2017, that was a great year because it came out of nowhere. You add Stanton in 2018, you're thinking, okay, we have our window to win it all. I mean, there's no way Brian Cashman, when he added Giancarlo Stanton in that trade, would be you know sitting here in 2023 thinking that they would not have won by now. They kind of missed their window. And now is this court capable of winning at all? And to me, the answer is no. Not as currently constituted. No way. Not on what we have seen the last couple of years, and specifically the last 162 games. Because they got off to the great start last year. Since then, they have been about an 84-win team. And right now, they're in last place in their own division. And if the playoffs were to start today, the New York Yankees would not be in it. 800-919-3776. 800-919-ESPN is the number. Jake Asman with you till 10 p.m. If you're just tuning in, we'll talk some Jets coming up in the next hour. The great Nick Mangle going to join us at 7.30 tonight. More on the Yankees, plus some thoughts on the Mets as well. Keep it right here. You're listening to 98.7 ESPN New York. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Saturday, Mets getting set to take on the Dodgers tonight. Yankees in Colorado for their second game of that series. Last night, the Mets had one hit. So my bold take, my hot take, you know, I'm paid to give opinions, is the Mets will have more than one hit tonight. I'm going to start there. Uh, they're facing Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers, Kode Senga, on the mound. I'll say this as a Met fan, and I'm a diehard Jets fan, so I feel like I, I relate to the Met fan because a lot of Met fans are also Jet fans. I feel like the Mets have reached that point of the year where you almost can watch these games stress-free. Because if you're still holding on to hope that this team is going to make a run I mean, I have a bridge I'd like to sell you. This team's cooked, all right? They're, they're cooked the same way Max Scherzer is cooked. They're 42-49. and 49. They continue to lose ground in the wild card standings. Forget the division. The division has been over for months already. You, you, you look at the National League East standings. The Mets are 19 and a half games back. But even you look at the wild card and the teams the Mets would have to jump over. They're eight games back of the last wild card spot. They're done. And... At this point, the Mets are better off selling whatever tradable assets they have than trying to convince themselves they should be buyers and try and go on a, a Fakakta run that's not coming. You know, they had their nice little run before the break where they won six straight. 
And then, with a chance to win the series, Max Scherzer, as he's done in any big game since he has started for the Mets, did not give you a chance, and you lost that one to go into the break. You lose last night, and now all of a sudden the Mets have lost three in a row after they had that six-game winning streak. So now you're you're back to 42-49, and 49, seven games under 500. you you're done. But with the Mets, I feel like you get to watch these games now stress-free, which is kind of nice, especially if you're a Jet fan as well, Mets fans, and you know how stressful this football season's about to be in a good way. I'll take the stress of watching Aaron Rodgers and games actually mattering than the, the last 12 years where the Jets have had one winning season. So that's kind of where we're at with the Mets. But we open the show talking about the Yankees who play tonight. Clark Schmidt on the mound as the Yankees try to win a game against an awful Rockies team that they could not beat last night. They scored two runs in the first inning, and that was it. So Sean Casey, game two as Yankee hitting coach. 800-919-3776. Let's go to the phones now. Hector in Inwood. Hector, what do you got for us? Jake, how you doing, brother? Um, big fan of your work, especially when you cover the Jakes. But uh, the Jets, I should say. But I, I want to talk about Cashman because you said you're you're not an anti-Cashman man. Um, I got some points I want to bring up, bro, to see if I can change your mind if that's okay. For sure. And let me just say this too, Hector. I, I, I think it's time for a change, but my point is his overall body of work, he's been a good general manager. Mm-hmm. I just push back on this, well, you know, they make the playoffs, they haven't had a losing year, so he gets to keep his job. That, that That's my issue. He should not have been given a four-year extension after they got swept by Houston last year. Oh, no, I'm, I'm 100% on board with you, Jake. But I, I just want to bring it back. Let's go back to 1998. Let's jump into time machine, right? So after the Yankees won a championship, he traded for Roger Clemens. I think all of us is going to say that's a good move. But he decided to not pick up the phone call when Randy Johnson's agent wanted to have a conversation because he thought Randy Johnson was a bit too old and was asking for too much money. Even though him and Roger Clemens was basically the same age and he gave Roger Clemens basically the same exact money. So when you keep going forward, he gave more money to Mike Mustina instead of Randy Johnson. And if you keep going forward, when Andy Pettit and Roger Clemens decided to go home to Houston, Brian Cashman said, well, we're going to get young and we're going to bring in some young pitchers. So he traded for Javier Vasquez, who was a young pitcher at the time. But then he traded for Kevin Brown, who was <laughs> one year younger than Roger Clemens. How would you get in younger with Kevin Brown? And my other issue is there was an article that came out by Mark Feinstein from CBS Sports back in 2013. If you look it up, you can find it, that Brian Cashman refused to trade with the Miami Marlins, Phil Hughes, Jabba Chamberlain, or Ian Kennedy for Miguel Cabrera. How can that be forgiven? Hector, thanks for the call. Look, I don't need to go down, you know, the, the full resume with Cashman going back to 98. Like, you know, I – the resume speaks for itself. Ultimately, Brian Cashman has been the GM since 98, and they won the championship in 98, 99, 2000, World Series appearance in 01, 03, 09. They win it all. They haven't won since. So your points are fair if you want to go back that far and evaluate everything. But if I'm going to evaluate Brian Cashman from when they sold at the deadline in 2016, still actually went on a nice run because Gary Sanchez became Babe Ruth for about two months when they called him up. And then 2017 on, the Baby Bombers, since then, you just judge them based on that. And I'm telling you, if George Steinbrenner was around, he would not still be the general manager. But it's a different time. It's a different time. If you just go from 2017 on, right, they overachieve in 2017. They add Stanton that offseason. You're thinking this is now their window. And they have not even been to the World Series since. They haven't. The best they did was 2019. They went to game six against the Astros where Aroldis Chapman gave up the bomb to Altuve. 2020, they lose to the Rays. 2021, wild card elimination, the one-game playoff. Last year, 
They get swept by Houston in the ALCS. And I do agree with Michael Kay. Had DJ LeMayhew and Matt Carpenter and maybe Ben Attendee been healthy, maybe that's a more competitive series. But they were not beating the Astros last year. Trust me. They were not. The Astros were better. The Astros had better pitching, better bullpen. They went 11-2 in the playoffs last year on their way to winning the World Series. The Yankees were never going to beat Houston. So it's, it's, it's foolish if Hal Steinbrenner's rationale for extending cash for another four years and bringing back Boone is, well, you know, if those guys were healthy, we would have been right there with them. Now nah, you wouldn't. And now you're worse. And the thing is, if you bring back Cashman, don't you think he's got to make some changes to the roster? They brought back the same team. They don't have a left fielder. They still don't. I mean, we got to wait another probably two and a half weeks before they do something at the deadline. But with this lineup right now, with Josh Donaldson hitting cleanup, batting 147, where are the Yankees going to be when we get to the deadline? Let's go to Anthony in the mail truck. Anthony, you're next up. It's Jake Asman with you here on 9870 ESPN. Jake, what's going on, brother? How are you? Hey, Anthony, thanks for calling, man. What do you got? No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, big, big shout-out to the company. So I, uh, I, I am, I'm at a loss for words right now, Jake. I mean, I'm, I'm a 20, 28-year-old kid. I've, ever, I've never seen this team uh, have a losing season, so I'm, I'm a little spoiled, I'd say. Um, but where my big thing was, uh, and I don't think Cashman, you know, in my eyes will ever get up from it, and I know that it's not a big, you know, big name or big it, – it, it's a big name. But the big name that was – I believe he was a free agent in 2016, um, Michael Brantley. Michael Brantley would have been amazing – at Yankee Stadium. Now, the reason why I'm saying that is because this team has no contact hitters. And when they got Benintendi last year, I thought they were, you know, kind of kind of opened their eyes a little bit and said, oh, you know, maybe we should get some guys that can get on base so that our power guys can, you know, hit them out of the park like they should. But when you have eight hitters in a lineup that are predominantly power hitters, like they have right now, and I wouldn't even say, you know, IKF is contact or power. I wouldn't say either of the catchers are contact or power because they're really none of them. Um, but, you know, you have, like you said, Josh Donaldson cleaning up. What what in your right mind has you Josh having Josh Donaldson uh, clean up? And and on a, on another note, have him DH. And, and I don't I don't think that he's DHing tonight. I, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but last night he DHed. He cannot hit, and the only thing that he can do is field. And if you're not going to have him in the field, why is he on this team? Jake, talk me off the ledge. Thank you for having me, brother. You have a great weekend. Anthony, thanks for the call. He is actually DHing tonight, <laughs> which makes it even worse. And you're right. You know what I think happened to Josh Donaldson, and the Yankees won't admit this? When he came in and threw an inning when the Yankees were getting their doors blown off by the Cardinals in the first game of that doubleheader right before the break, I think he heard himself throwing as a pitcher. Has he played the field since then? I'm trying to think. But he's DHing tonight and LeMayu's at third base, which makes no sense. You're 100% right. But once again, 147 is your cleanup hitter tonight for a team with a $290 million payroll. It just, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Yes, losing Aaron Judge is going to make your baseball team worse. He's arguably the best offensive player in the sport. I can't say best player because Shohei Otani exists, but he's the best offensive player in the sport. So it's going to make you worse when he's not there. But come on. I mean, this team cannot score runs. It's it's crazy. Let's go to Chris in Upstate. Chris, what's go, what's going on? You're at 9870 ESPN. Thanks for making the call. Hey, thanks. Uh, so I'm calling about all the news articles are talking about 
how the Angels are going to want probably Dominguez, Volpe, and maybe uh, Wells, too. And how, you know, the Yankees will be crazy to trade their young talent for the best baseball player I've ever seen in my life. I don't understand how that's even something you hesitate on, given the fact that Volpe might pan out at best. Dominguez, at best, will be not as good as Otani. And Wells, that one I can argue, yeah, uh, I see how giving up that one will be bad. But how is this even a conversation of the Yankees? They buy talent. They sell young guys. That's what it's been my whole life. Well, are they going to sign Otani long-term? Like, thanks for the call, Chris. Here's my take on Otani. If you tell me the Yankees are going to pay him and extend him when they make the trade, go get him. You're the Yankees. Be the Yankees. But the Yankees did not go after Bryce Harper. They did not go after Manny Machado. There's a long list of guys that are supposed to be Yankees, and they have not been Yankees. Well, who was the last huge free agent the Yankees signed? It was Garrett Cole. Before that, the last big free agent they signed was trading for Stanton, if you want to count that. like As far as an offensive position player, who's the, the last major free agent signing they made? Like They signed Rodon this past offseason, and that's a big deal. But the reason why I'm not going after Shohei Otani is because I have no faith that they're going to pay him. So why am I bringing this guy in to be a rental when I don't think the rest of the team is good enough right now, even with Otani? If you're going to trade for someone, I got the guy the Yankees should trade for, and I'm going to talk about that next. 800-919-3776. We'll get to more of your calls coming up. If you're just tuning in, Nick Mangold going to join us at 7.30 tonight. It's Jake Asman with you here on 98.7 ESPN New York.